Welcome to Unshakable, brought to you by St. James Methodist in Tekoa. Receive God's love, trust upon the Lord, grow unshakable for His glory. Poor vision is a funny thing. It can sneak up on you slowly and you don't even realize what you cannot see clearly. Or it can happen suddenly, as in the case of an injury. When we are reacting to a life and death crisis, we're even less aware of how acute our vision is or is not. Allow this time to be a vision test of sorts for us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is there anything preventing us from seeing clearly this morning? What might be spiritually blinding you or I? How can trust in God unbind us? The Holy Spirit is shaping us through what transpired after God's people were led out of bondage in Egypt, doubted his plan, and had several instances of rebellion and were once again complaining about being brought out of Egypt. Interestingly, the focus of God's word is not the people's rebellion, but the reaction to it that Moses has. Listen to how fear and frustration blind us while trust in God unbinds us, as seen in Numbers 20, verses 2 through 13. Hear the word of the Lord and know that this word is for us today. Now there was no water for the community, And the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our fathers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this wilderness that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? There is no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meetings and fell face down. The glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, take the staff and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. But Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence Sorry, so Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock. And Moses said to them, listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, You will not bring this community into the land I give them. These were the waters of Meribah, where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and where he was proved holy among them. The word of God for us, the people of God. While we all can sympathize with and understand Moses' frustration with the rebellion of the Israelites, his own fear and frustration led him to rebel against God, and he was unaware. That is because fear and frustration blind us. We see in verses 2 through 5 that he was giving in to fear. The people feared death and hardship because they lacked water. Moses and Aaron feared for the people. And they also feared for themselves because the people were, were angry. They were agitated. They were fearful. The two things together presented a real life or death scenario, a crisis for Moses and Aaron. Perhaps Moses also feared all that was going wrong only proved his own original insecurities when God first called him to lead the people. And we don't know often what is feeding our fear, but where might you and I be experiencing similar fears? 
And where do those fears come from? It is important for us to take note and let God show us those fears and give them to God. Now, Moses obviously was dealing with frustration. He is fed up with the unrest and the rebellion of the people. In verse 10, he said, listen, you rebels. And then in verse 11, he struck the rock, not once, but twice. What might be frustrating you today? Who might be frustrating you? The results of giving in to the fear and frustration were that Moses was not able to see clearly. He was looking through fogged up lenses. If you imagine wearing goggles that are fogged up, you can't see much of anything. By allowing these emotions to rule, to cloud his vision, he was blinded to the opportunity to honor God as holy in the sight of the people. He was blinded to his own mistrust of God. He was blinded to what blinded to what his own thoughts, possible insecurities, and actions were doing against the witness of God. He was blinded to the importance of the role God had given him of honoring God as holy in the sight of the Israelites. He was blinded to his own rebellion and disobedience against God. In verse 9, he spoke to the people. God had told him to spoke, speak to the rock. And in verse 11, Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff instead of speaking to the rock in front of the people. And this is why the ultimate consequence in verse 12, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, you will not bring this community into the land I have given them. When we draw near to Jesus Christ and his ways, those around us are invited to do the same. But when we rebel and reject and mistrust Jesus Christ and his ways, those around us are influenced and impacted in a negative way. Aaron, the brother of Moses, who had been by his side throughout the entire exodus of God's people, got the consequence as the shared leader of the community. What may be impairing our vision today? Do we re even realize how fearing and being frustrated by that thing is preventing us from lifting Christ up as holy before whatever assembly, whatever people, are watching us today. In allowing Moses to have his consequences, the Lord was proved holy among them. We see that in verse 13. See, God accomplished his purpose through the life of Moses one way or another. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. You and I were created out of God's love, in God's image, for a role in his work to help people see who he is. When we reject the opportunities to do that in partnership with God, by trusting him to be Lord of all, trusting him to be larger than the, tr the crisis in front of us, larger than the situation we face, speaking to that situation and elements of it in faith. When we pass up on those opportunities to elevate Christ as holy in front of the people watching us live our life, God will be elevated as holy through some other way. What is the alternative to letting fear and frustration guide our actions and our reactions? We know that God told Moses he did not honor God as holy in the sight of the people. So we know that God had a path. He, he offered Moses and Aaron a way to lift him up as holy in front of the people. Even during a life and death crisis, our alternative to fear and frustration is found in that same path today and empowered by that same God. Trust in God unbinds us. Trusting in God to be greater 
than what we fear, greater than what frustrates us over that which we face, over the people that are involved in it. It melts, that trust in God melts our fear and frustration. Ultimately, if Moses had trusted God to be greater than the lack of water, to be greater and over the people's lack of faith, and to be greater than the people's fear and frustrations, his own fear and frustration would have faded. Trust in God unbinds us the same way with the things that we face today. We know that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. So how can we see that he is Lord over the thing we fear, the thing and the people that frustrate us? We do not see clearly sometimes when things are so personal to us. How can we improve our ability to see and trust God more clearly? Maybe we could put it on something we're tempted to trust more than God. (laughs) This is perhaps how in God we trust got added to our coins after the Civil War and forward. During the height of the Cold War, the president of this country, President Eisenhower, believed strongly that every citizen needed a daily reminder that our trust is in God. And he passed a law in 1956 adding In God We Trust to the national official motto, printing it on American paper currency. Eisenhower believed this was important and he also uh, got it under God added to the pledge. In a speech in 1954, he said, In this way we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace and war, end quote. This is a powerful statement. And I, I love that we have that somewhere we, we can see it daily on our money. But in the middle of our own personal crisis, it's not likely we're going to pull out some cash and then be reminded. So what can we do? We can remind ourselves and one another to trust God and overcome the temptation to react in fear and frustration by remembering our story of how God has been there, how he's provided for us, cared for us in the past. Revelations 12, 10 through 11 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. The telling of our testimony of how God has provided and cared for humanity is told in the Bible. It's important for us to study that and be strengthened in our faith and our trust of God. The telling of how God has provided and cared for each of us is in the details of our life story. He started before you were born and extends to every tomorrow in Jeremiah 29 11, we know that he has plans for us to give us a hope and a future. In Psalms 139, we see that he knitted us together in our mother's womb and he has a plan for us. In John 7, 37 to 39, whoever believes in me, Jesus said, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since 
Jesus had not yet been glorified. For you to remember how trustworthy God is fuels your trust in him in the current crisis and in anything you face in the future. God is already using it for good working to help us know and show Christ better. Now lift up your trust in God in front of the assembly that surrounds you, whoever that might be, family, friends, co-workers, strangers, people you know well, it doesn't matter. Lift up your trust in God, especially when you're facing a crisis. That trust unbinds you to hear and follow God's direction for your next step. That trust unbinds you to see God is already at work. That trust unbinds you from being in control of your future or the illusion of chasing control for your future. That trust unbinds you from fear and frustration. Wait for the deliverance and the power of Jesus Christ to be shown in that situation. Count on the Holy Spirit of God to refresh, renew, and provide what you need, even through that crisis. Whatever you face, stand right in front of it and one another, trusting God to bring forth the living water made possible as we receive the forgiveness and grace of Christ, just as surely as God's power brought forth water from that rock, life-saving water. This is how we are made overcomers, how we enter the promised land he gives. Trust in God grows us in emotional intelligence. Every day, every situation, each time we choose to trust in the Lord. We at St. James know that we do that better when we do it together. And we want you and your family or your friends to come and connect to that strength of remembering God's goodness and how trustworthy he is through studying scripture and sharing our testimony together. We have begun a youth program on Wednesday nights from 5.30 to 7. We have Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights. This is a place where you can be a real person receiving and growing in a real honest relationship with Jesus Christ in a way that you can trust him even in a crisis and in good times. Please, if you don't have a church home and you want to talk, contact me, Pastor April, 678-571-7818. Come to St. James. We look forward to seeing you growing alongside of you and learning to trust God better because of your testimony. Amen. Discover genuine love and unshakable faith at St. James Methodist. Worship on Sundays at 11. Art therapy Mondays at 3. Learn to forgive Wednesdays at 10.30. Learn to study the Bible Wednesdays at noon. Celebrate recovery Fridays at 6. 900 Mize Road in Tacoa.